Pulp MX Network Production. Welcome to the Pulp Hockey Show with Steve Mathis. Support the show by clicking the Amazon banner on PulpHockey.com before shopping. Follow the show on Twitter at Pulp Hockey. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Stitcher or your favorite podcast app. Welcome everybody to the Pulp Hockey Podcast Show. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. The number two... UNDR is two under the best men's underwear out there. Ferraro twenty is the code. So go there and save up, save on uh, some underwear. A lot of NHL guys wear it, and uh, so should you. So should you, I said. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate it. Also, RightyBoards.com, a dry erase removable sticky board to help you coach better. Uh, thanks to those guys as well, and we appreciate it. Uh, first up, uh, our guest today, the only guy that's been on now two twice. Uh, former uh, Mighty Duck of Anaheim, Pittsburgh Penguin, New York Ranger, LA King, Boston Bruins, Columbus Blue Jackets, Vancouver Canucks. Sean Pronger, what's up, man? How you doing? That's easy for you to say. Oh my! Seems um, like it's getting longer every time I hear it. Hey, um, <laughs> congratulations! After Ferraro, like we started this thing with Ferraro, and so he was on a few times. So, but congratulations on being the first repeat guest on the Paul Pocky Podcast Show. Wow, I'm honored. I am honored. I don't Thanks know. Me. Was it the Starbucks gift card we sent you, or the um, the one book that that guy on Twitter said he bought because you were on? I think it was a combination. Uh, <laughs> it was just a, it's a good investment of my time. I think <laughs> yeah, exactly. if I can come on once, you know, if I can come on fifty times a day, I think uh, <laughs> I can retire to. Uh, Back to my hometown in Dryden, Ontario. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, you can. Who knows what can happen? Um, thank you for doing this. So, uh, I, the real the real reason I call is because my buddy Trevor and I were texting each other about uh, hockey questions we had as fans from things that happened behind the scenes. Of course, you wrote a hilarious book called Journeyman. Check it out; it's out still, and uh, you can pick that up. And I feel like you're an ideal guy to answer some questions that us, Trevor and I, normal fans. And uh, scrub hockey players have for a guy like you who spent so much time in the NHL. So I will do my best to answer your questions. Uh, first up, uh, but before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about um, your Anaheim Ducks. Notice how I said your Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> yes, they're my responsibility. <laughs> You're down in Orange County. You follow these guys. You used to play for them. They're finally turning it around, and thank God, because Boudreaux, Boost Boudreaux, the coach, I really like him, especially after 24-7, and I hear a lot of interviews with him. He seems like a great guy. I thought he was going to get canned. Looks like they're turning it around, and they're going to get in the playoffs, and uh, that's a good thing. Yeah, no, I, uh, I mean, for me, selfishly, it's just fun having him you know, in the hunt and, uh, you know, you know, and make the playoffs. And, you know, last year, I mean, it felt like a disappointment, but I mean, they were the final four, you know, made the final four. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it was that disappointing. You know, the team's kind of built for the playoffs. So, you know, this may turn out to be the best thing that happened to them. You know, the fact that they kind of had to battle, you know, their mm-hmm. way. In. I think they've really tightened their game up defensively. I mean, the goals aren't coming like they did, once did. Mm-hmm. That's not to say they won't, but I think they were able to kind of tighten their, their defensive play, their goaltending has been uh, outstanding with Gibson in that and Freddie Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, I mean, the pain and suffering they went through early on may be a blessing. Yeah, exactly, right? They're not cruising into the playoffs. But what's gone on with Getzlaff? Like, when, you know, when the games you watch from people you talk to, what, what has gone on with this guy? I think he's got three goals. Maybe I'm missing a few. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, I, I wish I had the balls to text him and just say, dude, I had 
remember this time of the year when I played, I had like five. And, uh, <laughs> you know, like, your team's too good. I mean, I honestly don't know what's going on. I don't know if he's nursing an injury. I don't, you know, who knows what's going on behind the scenes. Um, he's just, you know, he is too good to only have three goals. And, um, you know, you have to think that he's going to get more than three goals from here on out, well, uh, which is a great, great thing for the Ducks. Yeah. So how old is he? I'm trying to figure this out online. I think he's 30. Okay. So do there comes a point where guys like you gets laugh. He's played a lot of hockey. He's a big guy. I mean, is this just the beginning of an end or is it just a slump? When do guys just lose it? And do you ever just lose it this bad? Yeah, I don't think he's. Uh, I, I don't think he's lost it. Um, I don't know. You get sometimes you know things happen in the season and you can't get out of your own way. Sometimes you mm-hmm. know, the confidence thing, and you kind of get off to a bad start, and then everything you do seems to just be the wrong thing. And you know, it's, you know, he's like in a flat spin right now, and he can't pull out of it. Um, but you know, he's. Too, I think if he just kind of, I'm sure he's got every person in the world trying to tell him what he needs to do. But I think if he just kind of takes a breath and and realize that, you know what, I'm a good hockey player. I can play at a very high level. I mean, I think he'll be fine. Uh, again, I don't know if he's injured or not. Right, I don't right. know that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, it's, I, I, I'm sure he is probably the most frustrated person there out there, uh, maybe next to Bob Murray. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. you know, writing his paycheck every uh, two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I expect he'll, be, he'll uh, come out of it and, you know, maybe, he, you know, you get a peek at the right time for the Ducks. It's the weirdest thing ever, man. I don't know. I can't picture a dude who's fallen off as much as him. Like he's basically on a third or fourth line right now, and and I just I don't I can't think of recent memory of anybody who's just collapsed from one year to the next. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really if you look look back, it started in like Game Six against Chicago. Yeah. You know, he didn't have a great game, then he had a terrible game in Game Seven, mm-hmm. and then he just kind of carried oh, yeah. that into this year. This year. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, man. Um, also in the news, uh, John Scott. Of course, we all saw what happened. Got elected, kind of a joke uh, to the team. Then uh, NHL tried to pressure him out of it. I'm sure you read that Players Tribune thing that he wrote, and yeah. um, and then he goes and wins, gets two goals, gets the MVP. First off. How slimy was the NHL in trying to trying to get rid of him? That is just yeah. That they dude. I don't know who was the, given the uh, advice there. But yeah, they may have wanted to reconsider that uh, move. <laughs> that that <was> strategy, <laughs> right? I mean, if the fans are voting him in, then just go. Like, don't try to like, you know, yeah, like three card three card Monty with a six foot eight guy, <laughs> and like maybe they won't notice if we trade and send him down to the American League. You know? Yeah, I mean that was uh, very poor uh, guidance. Whoever came up with that plan. Yeah, so you are you in the boat that he got traded intentionally by the league, telling Don Maloney to trade him? Uh, well, I, I'm probably. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's what you think. The, the, Montreal wasn't looking to add John Scott to right? the minor league roster. I don't think. I, I, <laughs> I, yeah. So, like, but then they let him play. Like, were they hoping? Okay, hey, trade him. Hey, Bergeron, Maloney, trade him to the other conference. Put him in the minors. But then what was the end game after that? Like, he was still leading the vote. So I don't know how. Well, that... I think there was a rule. I think that you had to be in the, in the league at the time. Like, you had to be an NHL player. Oh, okay. At the time. I think that's, that was the gist that I, I mean, the, yep. my, in my, you know, I read headlines. So I, yeah. I dove that deep into the rules. Right, but, right, right. Um, what a joke think, it was, uh, though. Yeah, I yeah, know. I mean, it was, it was so bad. So bad. Like, I, I really thought, okay, look, he's winning the voting. 
everything's not working out, the league doesn't want this, they're going to just rig the numbers and say, oh, he got second. Like, I just thought that would happen. Yeah. They, they must... would have been better off doing that. Right. But they, they must employ, like, maybe someone else to tabulate the votes, and if they had lied... Oh, I'm sure it's you know. some sort of checks and balances so they can't just... Have, yeah. You know, but, whatever. Dude. They owe some favors to some guys, and, like, some, magically they're voted into the poll <laughs> <laughs> that was it was so sh- it was such a shitty look for the league to do all that. Yeah, and then, that was, it was not good. No, I think all the players loved him. They all wanted him there. They all it was you know, yeah. he was a big hit. So, man, I don't know. Have you ever played an All Star game? Uh, no, shockingly. Well, I mean, I don't know <laughs> AHL or no, whatever. Well, it's funny. I I was supposed to play in two, and I played in the East Coast League. I yeah. uh, was gonna play in the All Star game, but then I signed with Anaheim and was called up to the International Hockey League. Oh, okay, and then. I made the American All-Star, the American League All-Star game um, like two years later and was called up to Anaheim. And oh, played the, you know, I was in the NHL. So by both, like two cracks to play in the All-Star game, oh, I got damn it. called up. Oh, wow. You'd probably take it, it I guess. Great. It would have been great. What did you think of the three-on-three, the whole format and all that? What did you think? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I haven't watched an All-Star game. I, I think it's been at least 15 years, maybe 20. Like, uh, me too. Yeah. I, it, I don't, it's not fun for me to watch it. I mean, those guys are – so skilled, but they're so careful out there. Um, and it's just, you know, I feel bad for the goalies. They just get embarrassed usually. But, yeah, that three-on-three and, you know, throwing some money, even though these guys make, you know, 8 and $10 yeah. million dollars a year, it's still like kind of like you're playing your buddies for, you know, next sure. goal wins type of thing. And it was, yeah, I thought it was great. Must be nice to be at $900,000 and be like, eh, whatever. <laughs> right? Like, that's basically what it was, you know. It was 900 grand to each guy on the winning team. They, no, no, 90, 90 grand. Oh, I thought it was 900. Okay. 90. No, no, no. It was a million total for the mm. team, and I think it worked out. That's it. 90. Yeah, yeah. My bad. So, I like your numbers better, though. Well, even 90 grand. Even 90 grand. Like, you know. Nine million dollars this guy got. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you see Sadin gave his, uh, he gave his nine grand to the trainers. Classy. That is, that is classy. Did you ever think about doing that, maybe? Uh, if I get 90, I'll consider it. But, uh. <laughs> uh, oh, I should do this read before we get too much further. The, the righty board, 15% off. If you mentioned pulp, the power board, uh, whiteboard has patented foam technology, makes installation, removing a breeze. Stick them to the rink, glass practice. Stick them to the rink, glass at practice. Peel it off, slap it up. You need one of these, uh, Sean, for your daily job. Dude, you have gone corporate. Wow, I know. I got sponsorship and everything. I know. Blowing up right now. It's because of your appearance on the first, the first time you came on. <laughs> So, uh, Sean Pronger on the uh, Paul Pocky podcast. So, all right. So, here's the point where we get to some questions that you can help me out with. My buddy, well, me and my buddy Trevor. So, um, right. this is questions like I've always had about the NHL and, and pro hockey in general, and maybe you can help me out. Maybe you can point to some specific examples that happened to you in your playing career or, get, or fill us in because Trevor and I are, are stumped. So, all right. I played goalie for a long time, and I wasn't just scrub hockey. A shitty hockey, but when I let in a bad goal, like my buddies would get on me, you know, and they would say stuff to me. Did, does that happen at the NHL level, at the pro level? When a goalie lets in stinkers or he's sucking, do people get on him in the dressing room or do they say something to him on the ice about, you know, pulling his head out of his ass? What are the goalie rules for when the goalie is sucking? No, you don't say a word. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Nothing. You do not, because that's your, like, you could screw up all day long, but the goalie can say, like, save your hide. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's like yeah. you want this guy, the most confident person on earth in the net, and they can stop. I think they can stop anything. You start getting trying to get in their head and, like, 
you know, where they start thinking about it, mm-hmm. and uh, bad things happen. So, yeah, in beer league, of course, you bust right. the guys' balls. But yeah. uh, in the pro level, you need your goalie. Uh, so, yeah, no one says anything. The coach may pull him into his office. He'll be very reluctant to single him out in front of the guys because it's just usually okay. the goalie's kind of going to get let off the hook. You know, no one ever blames the goalie, <laughs> even though – you know, you can. I mean, it's painfully obvious when the goalies aren't playing well. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's sometimes you're just like, it's not our night because that guy sucks today. Like, yeah, and and everybody probably thinks it sometimes, but you never ever ever. Okay, say. um, that's interesting. Uh, but I've heard on the 24/7 shows and like, a player will get on another player, like a captain or a veteran will get on another guy about, hey, you got to start doing this or whatever. But that's fine. Just don't talk to yeah. the goalie. Right. Okay, it's like right. a different. Yeah, it's, it's, weird, it's a weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and usually it's more like you're getting on a guy if he's not, you know, busting his ass or mm-hmm. you know didn't you know didn't back check or something like that. Yeah. You wouldn't be like, and maybe guys are like, dude, you got to put that in the net. It's like, yeah, no shit. But <laughs> it's not. You're not like they're not. They're not getting in the guy's face, and you know that happens maybe where somebody will get in somebody's grill. But yeah, um, for the most part, it's like, dude, come on, you're better than that. Pick it up. Yeah, okay. Um, because I saw another thing that made me think about that was because Bernier had a shitty game a couple weeks back, and the period, the, the buzzer went, and every leaf went off to the end of the ice to get off the rink. And I think Bozak came back, or Kadri, kind of leaned over to Bernier, smacked his pads, and just skated away. So I'm like, hmm. Yeah. So he's probably saying, hey, buddy, we'll get him next period or we're to blame or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the stuff. Like you never, you know, if, you, if the team sucks and the goalie's getting shelled, um, you usually go over there and do that. Or if he lets in a bad one, you usually go over and do that. So what? That's, it's, uh, you always want the goalie feeling good about himself. What if the goalie gives the D-men or forwards the death stare, which I've seen Lundqvist do, seen goalies do from time to time, like, I would have stopped that. that. I have I have an issue with that, but uh, okay. usually that's more of a like side door, like not in front of anybody. Just hey, dude, don't ever do that again. I'll okay. Slap you across the head. Don't, <laughs> but I, yeah, because yeah. some guys do it. Like you know, yeah, I, I hate that. I hate I hate that when they <laughs> just to make make a point like, hey, it's not my fault. It's the guy over here. Yeah, they, th- I'm staring at. they throw up their hands. You know, that's a famous one. Yeah. You just throw up your hands like, oh well, yeah. you know. So yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of twenty four seven. Uh, again, I've watched them all, and I'm am- like hockey is a is an emotional, free flowing game. Instinct takes over. Systems are tough to do. You know, you have breakouts and whatever, but it, it doesn't really apply to a football type or basketball where you're drawing up plays. But still, Sean, I watch these twenty four sevens. Carlisle, Boudreaux, whoever it is, Bert, uh, Julian, whatever, they come in between the periods. They stand before the team and they go. You guys got to get pucks in deep. You got to be more aggressive. You got to hit these guys. Come on, pull your head out of the ass. And they leave. And I'm always saying to my, seriously, every single one. And I say to my wife, why don't they, why don't they come in and, and Trevor, and why don't they come in and be like, hey, guys, um, this isn't working tonight because, uh, you know, Chara over here is stopping our break-in. We're going to need to go on the right side now. I want the left high. I want, I want you to do this. I want this guy to go here. Like, it's the most, they yell and they scream. They don't offer any help as far as being technical, and then they storm out the dressing room door. And then, then the captain goes, come on, boys. And the other guy goes, let's get it, boys. I'm like, I'm fucking sitting here. I'm so mystified. Like, help your team out that's struggling. Give them some pointers. Yeah, it's more. I think it's like an old-school tactic, like just scare them into, like, 
everything is effort based. Like I can take anybody and as long as they work their ass off, they're going to be successful. And yes and no in hockey, you got to have some sort of skill. Um, but a lot of the times it's the lack of execution is why things aren't happening. But I do like your point. Like, you know, we used to, when we played, like, the New Jersey Devils, it's like, okay, guys, you can't dump it in where Marty Bordeaux is going to get it. Like, yeah. a little tidbit like that. Right, right. Or, yeah, keep it away from Chara, which they do. Usually the assistant coaches are kind of t- doing that okay. like, on the side. And the head coaches comes in there and tries to, you know, motivate. Did you <laughs> have, have a game plan? They'll have a game plan beforehand. Okay. go over it. Yeah. And usually why they're mad is because they're not following what they've been told to do. <laughs> like, seriously. Pay attention to these 24-7s. There's nothing, no advice given out besides pull your head out of your ass. you go, you got to want it. Uh, this is bullshit. And they run out. And I'm just like, like, help them. So, I, sometimes you can't, though. Like, sometimes you just, you know, you need to be better. Like, how do you, you got to, like, let me just scare the shit out of you. And they can't really scare them, so they try to, like, push buttons, see which buttons they can push where guys are going to go a little bit harder. Because, you know, it's right. a fine line winning and losing in the NHL. Now, yeah. that, it's just like that little extra or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's just well, a small thing. Did you have a coach that did not do that, or did they all just yell at you and then storm out the dressing room? Uh, no, I've had coaches that, you know, made adjustments in the game. And, okay. Um, but, you know, they're all, they all, like, have the same, you know, formula where, it's, you know, <laughs> Dude, it's they like... want to be the technical coach, and then when the chips are down, they start yelling and screaming, you know? <laughs> And so that leads me to my next question. So Montreal, like they're in a huge free fall right now, right? And, uh, and the Bergeron's come out and said that uh, uh, Terrian is safe and everything else. Well, I think they might be out of a playoff spot right now. I, I need yeah, to, I think they I are. Think they are. I think. It's, it's insane to think that they would after that start. But you know that Terrian has tried to be the nice guy and be the screamer and the yeller. He's probably given them days off. He's probably skated them extra hard. He's probably tried everything at this point to switch things around and nothing is working. Have you been on a team like that where, and again, me as a Leaf fan, it's been two or three of these free falls the last few years, so I've seen it. Um, Have you been on a team like that? How do you stop that? How do you, what do you do? I guess once the coach only has so many things he can do before it's just I'm I'm out of answers, right? Yeah, and I think, I mean, sadly I've been on too many teams like that. (laughs) But it's, you know, you start getting caught up in it and you start thinking about it. And then, you know, something goes bad at the start of a game. and You're like, oh, fuck, here we go again. You know, so it's almost like you just need to stop giving a shit yeah. to the point where guys, you know what? We're already losing. Let's go out and try to have some fun. Let's remember, we, you know, remember why we play this game, mm-hmm. right? Because it's fun and, you know, and just play hockey and not worry about all the other crap that goes on, especially in Montreal. You've got sure. everybody... I mean, the highs and lows in that city are, you know, like, just like Toronto. Yeah. But it's just like, guys, let's just stop giving a shit and go out and just play. Like, let's go have fun. You know, if they score the first goal, let's just laugh it off, have fun. I mean, it's, it, it's so, it sounds so ridiculous at that. But the other way is you squeeze your stick so tight, mm-hmm. pucks are bouncing everywhere, like nothing's going your way, and you're just getting more and more frustrated, and that's never the answer. I mean, when you play frustrated, nothing good ever happens. There is the slump buster, right, at bars and things like that after the game. But <laughs> yeah, then you try. I mean, you know, go out and get drunk. Yeah. Get, don't drink. You know, yeah, yeah. cut your hair. Cut your hair. I don't know. Like, there's all these different things. You know, get a rain out. That's what they need is a rain out. Have you ever? Need, uh, yeah, rain out. Have you ever seen a team or been on a team that has been in one of these death spirals and pulled out of it? Uh, well, I mean, look back at Terrian's old team, the Penguins. I mean, they were out of the playoffs in February. Yeah, yeah. And yep. then fired him. Bilesma came in, and they won the cup. True. Yeah. So that would be, 
you know, and Anaheim was in a similar situation at the start of the year. I mean, they're not out of it yet, but no, yeah. you know, you could see how it could go. I mean, they just need to like get a couple games under their belt where they're playing well and, and they start, you know, they maybe win a couple games, get a couple lucky breaks and things can turn easily. Okay. Next question for Trevor and I from Trevor and I. So getting back to the coach, you've probably played for coaches that you didn't like, or you knew were going to get canned. You know this team sucks. You know it's going nowhere. You know this guy is going to get canned. And let's say some guys turn against him. Do you just stop like listening to him? You know the old, um, you know uh, the culture in the room and blah blah blah, all this kind of stuff. Do you, players actually like be like, "Fuck it, I'm 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 pulling a shoot on this dude." Like I know he's no, gone. You know what? I haven't really seen it. I've seen where teams kind of get, you know, could go that way, but I've never seen anybody because. At the end of the day, like we're all professional, right? right? This is what this is. You get paid to do a job. So the fact that you don't like the coach or the coach is, you know, going down in flames, yeah, shouldn't be deciding whether how hard and how well you play. Um, and people are always watching, so it's like you know, the coach may get fired, but everybody else may be around. So now, now you got you're leaving a bad taste in their mouth with the way you played mm-hmm. and how you handled yourself. Okay. And now you're going to be, you know, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever been given when I played was from Mo Manta. And it's like, you know, we we're playing the minors and whatever mm-hmm. you know, it's a shitty situation. He's like, guys, somebody is always watching. There's always scouts. There's, you know, if you're not getting a break at this team, somebody's up there that, that may give you a shot. So you always want to play hard and, 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 and try to play as well as you can. And then I guess after the game, some of you guys would get together and be like, well, I think he's gone tonight. Or I think he's gone tomorrow, yeah, no, right? No, guys, guys, there's no, there's no like, okay, the over-under on days till he's fired. They don't do that. But I, I will say usually – when you're in a situation like Montreal Canadiens are in, or you know other teams have been in, mm-hmm. it's like meeting time, and I hated those. We I, we had to do a bunch of those when I played, and you know you get around the room. All right, guys, what's what's wrong? What's what's going? You know you go around and yeah, these yeah. guys, you got to figure out what right. what the answer is. Well, when I played in when I played in Columbus, um, we were terrible on the road. I think we were like nine and. 31 and like some <laughs> shit, un- ridiculously shitty number on the road. Yeah. Yet at home, we were over 500. And so teams would come in, like good teams would come into Columbus and we'd beat them. <laughs> and then after the game, they'd always have a team meeting if they lost to us. So I yeah, think yeah. it was uh, <laughs> Jeff Sanderson. Jeff Sanderson's like, you know what we should do is put a boardroom you know, a board ta- boardroom table in their uh, in the dressing room. Yeah. That's where they can sit around there after we, after we win. Yeah. Closed door <laughs> meeting immediately yeah. after losing the, the Blue Jackets. Exactly. It's like, are we that bad that they have to have a team meeting every right. time that we beat somebody? Who was the coach you didn't like the most? Who was the guy that you just didn't gel with? Uh, you know, I never, it never really got like that. Usually no. that was such a, you know, afterthought that no one cared enough to not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you were yeah. just trying to like I mean, survive. I had a tough time. I mean, I had a tough. Peter Laviolette was a uh, coach in Providence at the time. Mm-hmm. He was a really good coach. Yeah. But we just never, you know, he had won the championship the year before. So I'm coming in. I'm actually coming from the NHL down to the minors. And it just, you know, the communication. He would talk to the guys he had last year. I was the captain. It was just a real weird uh, situation. Mm-hmm. But he was a really good coach. It was just we didn't, you know. I was, you know, I, he didn't like the way I played, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and neither did I. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right. Um, what about weird habits and uh, rituals before the games or in in between periods? Like, does, what's the weirdest thing you've seen? You don't even got any, name any names or anything, but how many guys do just wacko things? Because, like, again, like in my world, I cover Supercross and Motocross for a living. 
I should have actually asked you if you wanted a ticket to Anaheim. I forgot. I was I meant to. They're all gone. That's now. Okay. They're past okay. now. Don't you could have took your family. Sorry. The and, next time I'm on. The next time I'm on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so um, you could have took your family and enjoyed it. Instead, I just didn't even think about you. Um, okay. So what about like the weird rituals and things like that? Like, did did it ever get stupid, crazy, or you know? Because well, might... I mean, no. Every I mean, everybody's got them. Whether it's the time that you arrive at the rink, what you ha- what you eat the day, you know, the night before, the day of. Just before your co- your coffee order, like every everybody's got a ritual. Whether it's the time that you do certain things, I mean, there's a goalie in Columbus. Every time he'd like go to the bathroom at the exact same time. Mm. So, and you, you shouldn't do this, but I just was like, I'm gonna mess with this guy. So I'd always kind of be in his way. So he had to like go around. Like I just kind of constantly, I try to talk to him. <laughs> I know that he has to go somewhere, but I try to talk to him, and, and he's like, dude, I gotta go. I'm like, right. one guy I played with. Um, in between periods, we could get, you know, there's only, what, 18 minutes between right. periods? Yeah. He would get completely undressed, go have a shower, and then get new, long, like, long underwear on again and get dressed up. Like, every, every period. period. Oh, my. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> it was just, I mean, it was uh, exhausting to watch him. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Yeah, seriously. Um, but, yeah, everybody's got rich. Right. Some guys got, you know, a lot, like, where they're down to the second of things. Like, Paul Korea was the guy that... Like some call it uh, superstitions, but it's more of a ritual, like kind of getting your your head into the game and wh- whatever you got to do to do that is what you do. Crazy. Yes, I guess as, as long as it doesn't affect anybody else, you just kind of look away and be like, whatever you Yeah, like do. if my, yeah, yeah. me getting ready for the game, man, I got to go kick somebody in the ball, that one might not, <laughs> well, not be might a not good fly, one. Right. <laughs> right, um, right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Pulp Hockey Podcast Show. Having a good time doing it, and uh, thanks to our guys, for coming on board over at Righty Board. Righty Board's Power Play Whiteboard is hockey's first restickable portable hockey whiteboard that goes wherever you go. Whether it's needed at one end of the rink or one end of the country, the Power Play board sticks to any surface your team needs it. Vivid graphics and a white background on the front. Removable, long-lasting, air-free adhesive on the back. Visualization is now your ultimate weapon. It's the most versatile, practical, and simple-to-use whiteboard in the world. Every rink, every team, every coach needs to get a few of these Power Play Whiteboards and check them out. Use code PULP at writeyboards.com, W-R-I-T-E-Y, boards.com, to get 15% off your power play board. All right, back to the show. Okay, another thing, uh, Trevor and I, hockey questions. So, Trevor lives in Winnipeg. I'm from Winnipeg. The Dustin Bufflin, uh, uh, Evander Kane thing last year, we all know what happened. They didn't like each other. Throw the tracksuit in. Kane's out of town. When you have two guys, or maybe you were one of them, I doubt it because you're pretty funny, you know, kind of guy two guys who just hate each other on the same team what's that like and everybody knows it like yeah what? you know what I, I don't i'm trying to think now if i ever had that situation yeah did you ever have something like that where everybody you know nobody likes this one guy or whatever well, else you know what i probably did i like fetter fetter off you know no one really liked them on the moves <laughs> right, when right, i played right yeah you got that awesome story in your book right yeah. right right <laughs> uh but you know what you just kind of go about your you, you have no choice it's not like you can like it's not like in high school where you like no one talks to them. It's like you gotta just play, you like, know be yeah. professional and play the game. Like you don't have you don't have to go for beers with them after, but you gotta yeah. you know kind of play for each other. Like guys where you just rolled your eyes at. You're just like oh this yeah, guy. It's just like Jesus Christ. Come on, <laughs> Come on you're such a tool, bro. Yeah, but, like how do you not see it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I always wondered about that. You know how that how that goes and and, our, and what was the what was the incident? They had, there was an incident, and they just didn't like each other. What was the? Um, yeah, uh, Kane showed up for Vancouver in a tracksuit, and I guess that he'd done it a couple times. And he was supposed to be in a suit, so he went when he went out for practice for the morning skate. 
Bufflin threw his tracksuit in the shower and just soaked it and was like, hey, we wear, we wear suits around here. And Kane flipped out and went home. They didn't play him that night in his hometown, of course, Vancouver. And then they traded him shortly after. And then everybody, every member of the Jets basically said to the media, we hated that guy without saying we hated that guy. You know, right? So yeah, no. It's, I mean, I don't know how you think you can get away with wearing a tracksuit to the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know either. It was Evander Kane. Yeah, and that's you know what? That's the other thing. Like, there isn't no one. That's not done enough these days. Like, you have no veteran presence that, to, to straighten out guys that maybe just either don't know any better or don't care enough to try to follow the certain you know the few rules that are right. there. And so it's getting harder and harder for them to keep guys in line because all the older guys are getting phased out. So you right. got. This whole new generation of guys that don't understand some of the little things. I know nowadays guys are 32. Oh, he's old. He's done. 32 yeah, years old. Seriously. You're done. You know. Seriously. Um. So like Messier in New York, you played there. Uh, he was gnarly. He was a guy that would show, tell you what was up. You know what? I w- he wasn't there. I mean, I never played with him, but oh. yeah, he would straighten guys out. Okay. Those guys would like you wouldn't think of leaving the bus before the veterans. Really? Like, you wouldn't think. Oh my God, no. You wouldn't think of going in, the, going in line for the food, like the buffet for pregame meal. You wouldn't think of going to get something to eat before the, all the older guys did. So, um, but, the, but the old guys sit in the back of the bus, right? Right. So you got to sit there and wait. <laughs> so you wait until – but when do yeah. you join? At what point do, do, does somebody say – You just kind of phase your way, and you can figure it out. But, you know, usually it's like kind of games played or years in the league kind of thing. So you just kind of – you know, it's not going to be exact. Right. You just don't want to be – the rookie in front of Gretzky. That's what you don't want. Because then you'll have, you, Gretzky won't say anything, but you got Adam Graves coming over and saying, dude, I'll kill you if you do that again. Really, huh? It's that, it's that, yeah. it's that kind of like... It used to be. I, yeah, don't yeah. Think, I, don't, I don't think it is anymore. I think right. That's what you were saying, yeah. yeah. I'm, don't forget, I'm 10 years removed, so I mean, well, there's a new world out there. Yeah. I remember it was like yesterday when you were skating up and down the moose rinks. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, okay, so another one we got. Uh, a player who wants to be traded. Uh, Travis uh, Hamanek, uh, Patrick Marlowe said he wanted to be traded, um, or their UFAs at the end of the year, and they're most likely out of there. Um, PA Prantro comes to mind in Toronto right now. How is does that ever talked about? Does the guy ever say like, "Hey, dudes, hey, everybody, I like you guys, but I got to get out of here. I don't like the city." I mean, have you ever seen that or heard of that? I know you were in the minors a lot. No, maybe. That, no. I mean, I mean, I've gone through it. Um... Usually when they got like, it's a different situations. Like if a guy is actively trying to get moved, um, then it's different. But if it's guys that's a, that's a UFA the next year and the likelihood, and, you know, he's on a you know, bad team and yeah. a playoff team could use him. That's a different situation. Then guys will bust his balls. Like, okay, you better bring your, you know, pack a bigger suitcase. Oh, they will. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But uh, as far as the, you know, trade, you know, asking to be traded um, and, that guys, you know, don't really you know, bust his balls probably, you know, a little bit, but it's not as it's not the same. All right, okay, yeah. So um, everyone kind of knows what's going on or whatever you want. Out yeah, of here. yeah, guys yeah. are yeah. guys know. Um, unlike your big holdout where you actually left camp the one year, <laughs> like an and, idiot, yeah. like an idiot. I, I was, <laughs> I can still remember that, and I so didn't wanna. Like I just basically got my foot in the NHL door, <laughs> right. and I needed saying, okay, leave the hotel. And I'm like, no, I'm not leaving. No. He's like, just leave it all. This thing will be done in a, in a day. I'm like, all right. So I pack up my stuff and leave. And I swear to God, if there were cell phones then, it would have, I mean, I couldn't get a hold of him. So I, it literally took me three days to get a hold of my agent before he actually answered he was, my phone call was, and told me what was going on. And I was losing my mind. He was dealing with losing Chris. He was dealing with, busy dealing with Chris. 
Right. He's dealing with, you know, whatever. He's getting, you know, his floors redone and had to deal with the contract. I don't know what he was doing. Yeah. But he wasn't. He wasn't. Well, but that... in his defense, he was just saying, Sean, the season doesn't start till October. You don't get paid till the 15th of October. So you're not, you haven't lost a cent yet. Right. I go, yeah, I've lost. I could lose my spot. Mm-hmm. That would be a lot of money. Yeah. So just get me in the training camp. Um, well, see, in, in my sport, the riders, the dirt bike racers, they switch agents quite a bit. Uh, there's a group oh, really? of there's a group of ten guys and fifteen agents or whatever, and they swap. I mean, some guys stay forever, you know what I mean? But this guy doesn't get a job done; they get a new agent. Blah blah blah. How much does that go on? How much do the agents uh, get involved and get fired and hired and, and that on a on a? On you know, a, I, I, and I think there's probably a lot more that goes on that I don't know. But I mean, I've, yeah. I have one agent. My brother had the same agent. Um, yeah. You know, I think guys do move agents um, at some point. You know, maybe. Right, right. I, I'm, yeah, you know, maybe, you know, if you got five guys, two of them will, you know, be switching their agents during their career. But usually it's not It's not more than once. Oh, okay. So, yeah, mostly the hockey guys stay with the same guy. You More, more than likely. Yeah, right. Maybe, maybe one move and then that's right. Uh, this goes more into uh, the coach getting canned kind of question, but um, – Say the coach isn't getting canned, and it's the last month of the season. You're way out of it. How tough is it? What do you? What do you, do you guys? Is it sort of like gallows humor a little bit, where you're like, "Well, you know, we don't have a chance to win tonight, but let's give her hell, guys." Like, I imagine the pregame speeches are like kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. We're done. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, I mean, again, everybody's playing for jobs. So you gotta yeah. Think of it that way. Um, and again, every, somebody's always watching. So if you want to have a jo- you know a job next year, even though the coach may or may not be there. Um, but what you do is it, it sucks. Like when you're playing down the stretch and mm-hmm. you're out of it, yeah. it sucks. Right. But you can also like ruin other people's playoff chances. So you're thinking like, <laughs> Hey, these guys have to win tonight. Let's go break yeah. the hurt. Yeah. You know, like, and you so you use that as well. You know, you try to look for anything to stay motivated. Right. Right. That's usually a good one where it's like, we can really mess these guys up. <laughs> Dude, there was a, there was a classic example on 24 seven, uh, with the Leafs and the Red Wings. I think it was the Leafs and Red Wings where a water bottle, a Gatorade water bottle, uh, was on the ice, and it was just laying there, and the, the Red Wing player, I think, moved it or shot it, and Dion got in his face, and they were yelling about, that's our water bottle, and the guy's like, it's just a fucking water bottle, and Dion's like, it's ours, leave it alone, and I was just thinking, like, what the hell? These are grown men. Like, yeah, I know, but that's like a symbol of, like, don't touch my stuff. It's just like, you know, when you played hockey, you know what, you want to win the warm-up, right? You don't, you don't want guys taking your pucks. <laughs> or it'd be like, it's like getting across center ice uh, in warm-up. Oh, you guys are so... I know, it's, 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 child, it's, it's right, childish, right. but I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know if you ever heard back in the heyday, I think it was uh, Ken Baumgartner's teams in the Western Hockey League. I think it was Bomber. Yeah, they had like three tough guys, like three yeah, like, no, it was, it was It was Manson, Baumgartner, and uh, Prince Albert Raiders, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Where they would, they'd, in warm-up, they skated down and take the other team's net. <laughs> <laughs> the other team is warming up with no net. They got they got both nets. <laughs> They're saying like, come on over center and try and get it. Yeah, yeah. We're just gonna take your net. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. And like same thing with the same thing with the uh, don't step on the logo, man, on the dressing yeah, room yeah. floor. Like, were you on any of those teams? Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's on the floor. <laughs> it's on the floor. Put it on the ceiling or put it a flag. <laughs> It's, it's insane yeah, exactly to me. when the thing is the entire floor. Right, like the, whole, right. the, the floor is all logos. Like, dude, about dude why do you guys do that? Like, what, what's going on with that? I don't uh, understand. I don't know. Um, you know what? Yeah. Little things. You know, don't you know, throw your jersey on the floor, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and also to uh, dealing with the media. Now, and so I'm a media guy in Supercross and Motocross, and there are some guys that just don't like me. I've written critical things about them, yeah. or whatever. Who knows? You know, I try to you know try to be one of those guys that you know calls. I praise. I, I there's some negative things. Um, and some guys just don't really like me for that, those well, kind I of mean, stuff. So how do you deal yeah, with that? And that's, a, that's okay, though. Like, hey, you just wrote some shitty stuff about me. Why do I have to like you? Yeah, you don't have to. Absolutely. Nope. Right. Nope. Right. Yeah, exactly. So how does um, that go, though? Like, if he's in a scrum, I, I don't know if I doubt, again, I doubt this is a situation you yourself are in because, you know. I, I don't think I was ever in a scrum. Well, okay. <laughs> I didn't want to say that way. No, no, I didn't mean it that way. I meant, like, <laughs> damn it, I guess I did step right into that. Now, yeah. it, when Chris was in a scrum. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, no, um, like, and you and the, guy, and the guy's sitting there and he asks you a question. I mean, you got to be answer it, but you're probably like, I hate you. Beat it. You carved me up, right? Yeah. Is that yeah, well, I mean, again, I wish guys cared enough to hate me. Um, right, it never right, really happened right. with me. There is, there is guys that would just kind of annoy you. Like, um, they, like, there was one guy in Winnipeg. I wish I remember his name, but he would. Tim Campbell? Put the microphone. Uh, no, I don't know. No, no, he was great. Oh. He would uh, ask, me a, he'd ask me a question, put the microphone in my face, I'd answer it, and then he'd leave the microphone there so that I would just keep talking. <laughs> and it was like, he was trying to get me to say something that I didn't want to say, because he, he just kept the microphone in. Like, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. I'm done talking. Stop. Get the thing out yeah. of my face. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I do interviews like that every weekend, and I'm always like, okay, like, is he done talking? I don't want to pull the mic away, but yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. But I'm sure you've had, you've been on teams with Chris or whatever, and he's been like, I hate that dude. And they, dude, well, yeah, and Chris, Chris, you know, that, 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 yeah, that level, he, he's been interviewed so many times by so many people that he can then, know, he knows who's kind of, right, you know, taking a piece out of him or whatever. Um, yeah. Usually it's more bloggers than, you know, yeah. credential, whatever, whatever the difference is. Um, right. Uh, and so, yeah, he, he just flat out tells the guy, like, why should I talk to you? Really? You okay. Know, yeah. you're just gonna, you're, why are you even asking? You're just going to write what you want to write anyway. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Now, on my end of things, I haven't, it's nothing personal, but some of these guys in our sport, in our industry, in our sport, they don't hear anything negative ever. Everybody's great. Some of the media guys are really just kind of fans. You know, and so yeah. I try to look at it like I, I did it for a long time as a mechanic and I used to race pro. So I try to look at it like, look, not everything's always rosy. So this guy's getting paid a lot of money and he's not racing well. I have to write that, you know, uh, yeah. you know, so it's one of those yeah. things. But. I mean, if guys that can't handle that, I mean, they don't have to like it, but it's like you're not. I mean, it'd be one thing if they weren't riding well or if they were riding well and you were writing yeah. if they weren't. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I would, I would hope guys would know if they're you know, right. doing well or not. So another question Trevor and I had, the alumni rosters are coming out for these, you know, we just had the Winter Classic, now we have one coming up with uh, uh, the Star, the Wild and the Hawks, I think, and uh, uh, Avalanche and Red Wings are coming up. Like, there's some dubious alumni dudes in these games, and how do you get on one of these teams, and who picks? Like, okay, Ally Afraidy was on the Bruins game. He played six games with Boston. You know, before he blew out his knee, or I don't even know what happened. He's Ally Frady, so God knows what could have happened. But right, um, fell off his motorbike. Yeah, exactly, fell off his dirt bike. But six, like, how do you, how do they determine who gets in these games? Because well, I would think they're going to go with the highest profile guys. Like, you know, Ally Frady was a pretty high profile guy. Yeah, um, but he's not. You know, he's I mean, he's a rec, he's a name. Um, he was an all star, hardest shot winner. You know, yeah, like, but, he's a legitimate. You know, I played more games for Boston than I afraid he did. No, I didn't get an email. But that's what I'm saying. So, you know, six games. The like, highest, pro, highest profile guys first. Or, you know, guys that are maybe still in the organization somehow, whether it's scouting or Yeah, yeah I whatever. get that. I get that. But, yeah. but 
I don't. I mean, again, like I'm just. What do you? I feel like you're trying to get at. Is there somebody that you wanted to see that didn't play? Is that what this is about? <laughs> no. What are you getting at? No, but he's six. Look, I love Ally Afraidy as a Leaf fan. I like Ally Afraidy. You have a problem with Ally Afraidy? I think that's what's just going on. look. He had six games. He's not a Bruin. He's not a member <laughs> of the Bruins. Beat it. So, and 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 this goes to other teams too. Like I look at these list of names, and I, and I know again, Sean, this isn't really your department. I understand that, but um, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll, let me go talk to somebody. About this. <laughs> yeah, you call up the alumni for me, but yeah. I just don't understand how they do it. Have you? And then my so my question was, what about you, alumni? Nobody, no, nobody calls you Columbus. Anybody? Ducks? Oh, the alumni program. No, you know I. Uh... Anaheim and LA almost had a, uh, you know, remember they played that outdoor game? Was it last year? Or two yeah, years ago? yeah, at San Fran. Um, or, or no? No, no, this was in LA. Yeah, that's right. The I'm LA sorry, yeah. Stadium. Right. Um, and they were going to have a uh, Ducks Kings alumni game. Okay. And so before that even word came out, I emailed the, the whoever was the alumni person for the Ducks and said, "Do not scratch me from this lineup. I need to play in this." And uh, <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, we're not having it because I guess Gretzky wasn't going to play." So they're like, "Yeah, we're not doing it." <laughs> Wayne, Wayne decided the whole thing. Yeah, I didn't want to play. Probably, you know, he had something going on. Uh, so, I mean, are, are you part of the Ducks alumni? As far as I, I am, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm part of a lot of. I mean, I'm part of the Kings alumni, Ducks alumni. Um, okay, know, but listen, I, I, no. technically Columbus alumni, but I, you know, I'm never there. Yeah, but um, you played. So you you played 13 games for the Kings. You are not yeah, a Kings so I hope alumni. I, get, I hope I get it on the Kings alumni so we can have this conversation. Dude, you, dude, you played 13 games. I am going to be so mad if they, you get on a Kings alumni. You don't belong. <laughs> there is there. no way. There's too many Kings. There's too many Kings floating around. It'd be. I'm, I would, I'm lucky to make the Ducks alumni squad. I, I'll give you the Ducks. I will give you the Ducks. Right. Thirty nine. Okay. You know, you, you had a decent. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. They can call me. They can call me. But <laughs> right, do, right. do you guys yeah. politic to get on here? Have you ever heard any stories? Well, I'm sure about, some guys okay. do because you know they just want to, you know, one last shot at glory. I don't know. Like, <laughs> right, I'm sure some right, guys right, do. right. Like, some guys still play. You know, four times a week. Yeah. Playing in really good shape and playing these. I mean, there's like uh, I think in Toronto, there's they have a whole like kind of circuit where guys play charity games and uh-huh. you know throughout the country um okay last question for you uh we have done a few of these podcasts now with different guys and uh, i did one with al secord he talked about how denny savard uh smoked darts in between period and kippersoff smoked what's the what's the rule on smoking cigarettes uh, as an active player in the NHL, how many well, guys I did you see? It, all, it would depend. Like you know, for me, that would be uh, a definite no. But if you're like you know Ovechkin, and you light one up between periods after you scored three goals, I'm pretty sure they're not going to say anything. Did, did I you, mean, they'll it'll be frowned upon. But uh, depending on your level of play, will determine whether they turn a blind eye or not. Have you seen? Have you been on teams with guys who? Um, no, I mean, guys will have a dart at the bar once. Yeah, in a while, yeah, but, yeah. All right. You know, there's too much at stake now to be even, like, you know, guys don't even go out to, for beers anymore. It's like, let's go for a protein shake and, <laughs> you know, a workout. Right. You know? Like, right. It's well, just the way it is, you know, with so much money at stake and the game such at, a, like, a high level. Yeah. Like, you just got to be, you got to take care of your body because, you know, that's your, you can make a whack load of money if you do. Like Kiprasov, you know, one of the best goalies in the league, and I guess he was just lighting up in between periods. You know? Yeah, it's a goalie, though. They're not really have to be in that good I get, Yeah. <laughs> And it, hey, and it goes back to again. Don't talk to the goalie. Don't you know the, right. the goalie? Don't even look at him. He must be dressed somewhere else. Just come in. They can have a cigarette. Eat you know cheesy fries and gravy. Whatever. <laughs> whatever it takes. Well, okay. I'm out of questions. That's that's uh, Trevor and I. Wow, that was a that was a barrage of questions. Wow, well, I'll think of some more. I'm sure. I'd, I'd I'd I sit here. I sit here and I watch the games, and I'm just like, okay, like. 
what what's the deal here? And I think you've you've answered a lot of them. I think you know. I think yeah, you, you've helped us out. So, um, right. the awesome. mysteries of the NHL. Um, I say, all right, thanks for coming on, Sean. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, Paul man, Pocky, thanks for having me. I Paul Pocky it. Show, and uh, if, if I'll save up some more questions, we'll get you back on. And uh, congratulations on being the first uh, two timer on the podcast show, other than Ferraro, who doesn't really count. So, <laughs> awesome. Do I get a plaque for that or anything? Well, I'm worried about. I'm going to send you another Starbucks card for your time, but I don't remember the amount I sent you last time. If I send you less, that it means felt like, it felt like a lot. To be honest with you, like it felt like you sent too much. If I send you. Um, Less though, you'll be like, "What the f?" Right? Yeah, never going on that one again. <laughs> right? Like that. You know, if I go on it again and get less, I'll be by the end of it. I'll be paying him to go on the show. Yeah, exactly. All Dude, right, get man. Some of your, get some of all your uh, sponsor money. Righty board. Uh, yeah, rightyboard.com. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Do you do you want one of these? You could you could dive. I don't even know what it is. No, I don't. I don't need one. I don't. No, it's okay. a dry erase board in the shape of a rink. You could show your wife like some of your best breakout moves. You can with a dry erase board. You can show her. That's, you know. <laughs> This is what I used to do, honey. Yeah, um, exactly. I would circle around. I would hit the, the, the line. All right, so. No, I, I, I'm good, man. Um, actually. Okay, thanks. I wonder if my kid would want one. Yeah, anyway. Um, thank you. All Have right. Good night. Thank you. See you, bud. Bye. Ciao.